At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Real quick before we start the show, just wanted to let you guys know you can get the show two days early by joining our Patreon. Even for a buck, you can listen to the show two days early. Go to patreon.com slash analog talk and we got a bunch of stuff over there. Check it out and uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Chris. And on today's show, we have Mike Gutterman. Woo. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, guys. Um, it's a real honor. Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. A, a little podcast crossover moment, which yeah, I, love I, love. I love. it. listeners who may not know who you are, can you give them a background on yourself and how you got into photography? Yeah, sure. Well, I got, we got to go back to the uh, uh, the, the prehistoric times. Yes, but, stone, uh, <laughs> stone tablets. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but back uh, back in high school, I uh, I, I took a photography class and um, I got into the yearbook staff. And oh. because I was one of the few people that had access to like a 35 millimeter SLR, because I was already taking a photography class, well, they threw me as a yearbook photographer. So, you know, it was a big big deal that is a big deal uh, (laughs) that is (laughs) and uh so i I started uh doing that and i I borrowed my dad's uh k1000 and uh and to my dad that was like the best camera ever manufactured uh he he didn't realize that it maybe was just kind of a you know i mean it's a great camera i love the camera but he thought it was like the be on and off camera so he's like oh don't don't drop this (laughs) take care of it don't get it stolen all that stuff you know and uh so i started taking pictures for the yearbook which inevitably got me into the dark room because the high school actually had a high school dark room uh, that's how long ago this was yeah. that wasn't uncommon i guess but and yeah i uh I started doing some dark room work in there and uh, and but i did very little and i promptly got kicked out of the dark room by my other two yearbook staff photographers so i lost my yearbook oh, staff no. photographer position because oh. i was too lazy <laughs> so oh, man. they got they got mad of having to mix up all the chemicals and doing all the developing and stuff and i was just in there like uh, i don't know uh, goofing off and mm-hmm. and uh there, there was this one uh, uh, enlarger that would make this crunching sound, and it sounded like somebody eating potato chips. And I would just, I would just constantly ratchet that thing back and forth and laugh at it. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's kind of how I got I started in it. And then, man, I guess it was probably later on I, I started playing. I kind of fell out of it, I guess. And just through the '90s, I just did snapshot photography of, you know, my my girlfriend who's now my wife, and uh, and then like I was got into band, started playing music and there was one time a, a, one of my bands broke up and and I didn't have like any other bands on the horizon and I just felt like I needed another artistic outlet yeah. and uh, just photography popped back up and mm. uh, got back into it and the nice thing was I didn't have to rely on anybody else to show up for band practice to go yeah. do it I could just go, <laughs> go do it myself and uh, that's kind of got into it and uh, man never really looked back after that that was that would have been the late 90s early 2000s so it was film and then um, you know uh, kind of 
Kind of still doing it today. Yeah. Did you do the whole crossover to digital back to film thing? I, I yeah. did. I did. I I, I, re- I reached at one point where I felt like I was the only weirdo still shooting film, and like you'd go to the <laughs> you'd go to the camera store to. We had a local camera chain. I'd go there to buy film, and they're like, "What are you still shooting film for? Check out this digital camera." And uh, you know, that was like the last person. I remember being like the person that was upset when they took the film out of the refrigerator and shut the refrigerators oh. down and just yeah. put it on their shelf. Yeah. You know, because everything used to be in the fridge, the film fridge. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah, and. Uh, uh, but so I eventually did do the digital thing and I did that for uh, probably five, maybe four or five years probably. And, and it just got boring for me after yeah. a while. And it just, I kind of lost the love of photography for a little bit. Yep. Isn't that funny? Not that digital is a bad, we all, you know, we, we digital's not bad, whatever, no, oh, whatever no, no. medium that you choose, <laughs> but it's, it's just, I, we've talked to a lot of people who kind of, and I myself felt that way where I was like, I just don't feel like I love it as much as I did before. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then film came along and I was like, ah. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I found that like it, it really renewed when I came went back to film. It yeah. really did renew like my interest in, in photography again, and uh, it was kind of what I was missing, you know. And uh, and I remember I, I've been I did I've been doing art shows for quite a few years. There's this one particular show that I'd done for like 15 straight years or something like that. And uh, the the year I was thinking about kind of going back to film, I had like on my wall of, of my exhibit. It's an outside art show. I'm, I'm next to porta pots, just drunks walking around. It's not, <laughs> It's nothing, it's nothing, nothing very glamorous here, but uh, I don't, I don't want to be my art show, you know, but, uh, but, uh, but, and like I had all these photos on the wall and like half of it was some film shots. I'd just kind of come back to film, like half was film, half was digital. And that particular year, uh, the biggest sellers were like my film shots. Mm. And like, and I always wonder, is it because I shoot film differently or was there something tangible about the way the film shots looked that made, that made those sell better? I, I'll never really know the answer because I just not like I did an exit survey as the, after yeah. they bought the uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man I totally get that it's it's uh I feel like our stories I've I've listened to your story a lot just because you know you do host a, a podcast and I get to we get to hear all about it all the time of, <laughs> of, I, I know about this art show that you get ready for every year and right, stuff and it, right. it's and I, I I did that when I was in Franklin too I was I, we we had it's called first Friday was it first Friday yeah first Friday so the first Friday of every month was little art shows and you could like either set up on the street or get a little coffee shop to to invite you to share there and I had the same thing happen. You know, I was just in mm. that cusp of switching over to film and realizing that I way overprocess everything when I shoot digitally mm-hmm. and just like the simplistic thing. And people really were drawn to that. They were like, oh, wow, you have a really good eye. And I'm like, but look at this crazy you know, <laughs> 50-layered Photoshop thing that I have over here. That yeah, I spent I mean, hours now, on. <laughs> yeah, looking back at it, oh, my goodness, I'll hide those for the rest uh-huh. of my life. Those photos will never, but yeah. Right, right. I remember when I... I was doing the, like, I, I photographed the leaf. This is, like, early on, and it might have been filmed, that, but Photoshop, I, like, it was a wet leaf, so I, like, the the leaf was in black and white, and, like, the dew was colored, so you could see, like, the... Ooh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's art right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember when I first got Photoshop for yeah. the first time, and this just shows how old I... Because I, I, I got, like, a, in the 90s, I got, like, a cracked version of Photoshop. Yep. Oh, it's yeah. Actually yeah. Still- <laughs> It's actually it's actually still the version I used to yeah. use. I'm not, I'm not paying for that. <laughs> but uh, you know, when you first get it, and there's like all the filters, mm. and like, oh man, mm. oh, I can make this look like a pencil sketch. This yep. is amazing. <laughs> and, oh man, the pencil sketch. Oh man. <laughs> oh, that's just bringing me back right now. 
<laughs> I love it. Man, the other thing, though, too, that I always related to is when you would talk about your, your family beach trips and how oh, yeah. many cameras and stuff you would take with you. <laughs> right. I would <laughs> just hearing you talk about it. And you're like, I'm not bringing that much this year, but I brought my Holga. I brought yeah. my Pentax. I brought, <laughs> and I'm just like, I like I can't literally leave the house without at least three cameras. So I, I right. totally feel your your. Uh, I don't want to say pain because it's so much fun to pack for stuff like that. Like it's such a good thing. It, it is because I mean, we, and we're going back car. I like I like the road trip aspect of the of the of the family vacation. Now, as I've gotten older and maybe crankier, I maybe don't like to drive <laughs> as much as I used to. But but I do enjoy the drive, you know. And I, hey, I'm, if I'm driving, I don't have to worry about how many cameras I pack as long as there's room in the in exactly. the trunk or whatever, yep. you know. And and it's one of the times I have a lot of time to shoot, and you know, and uh, I'm going to take as many cameras as mm-hmm. I want to take, you know. That's <laughs> so. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, and I, I'm I'm with you though, uh, uh, Timothy. It's just like you know, it's uh, uh, you go out and like I'm I'm the guy that has to have like at least two because I've got to have one with color, one with black yeah, and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, because every time I go out, with just I, I've tried to do the thing. Oh, just go out with one camera, Mike. Yeah, you'll just right. Be, you'll be so much more uh, <laughs> uh, pro, pro, you know productive. And uh-huh. I'm like, no, no, because if I go out with black and white uh, a cam- a film camera with black and white film in it, I'm going to see nothing but popping right. reds and blues right. everywhere I go. You know, That's so how it it's is. Like, That's how it yeah. is. Yeah, <laughs> I never thought about bringing more than one camera for that reason to like load different film stocks. Oh, I have to. Yeah, that's yeah. a good idea. I'm the same. <laughs> I always have a black and white in color. I tried to do the minimalist thing too, and it's just like I no, I can't. <laughs> I just I live but in regret he, the whole but time. Here's I'm the thing, out. like because I we've talked about this a bunch too, but I end up like shooting less when I bring more cameras. Sometimes, you know. Yeah, I can sort of see that because I am the guy. I am the guy that comes home with four cameras with half half finished rolls. Yeah, film or I just get like o- yeah. overwhelmed by it all. Like I'm like it's heavy now and I don't want to carry it. You know what I mean? Right. So you gotta try t- try taking one camera one time and see. It's terrifying. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I mean I should talk. I was just I told you last. We were talking about it last episode. I was at a wedding and I like was walking down the hallway of the hotel and I was like, I'm going to turn back. I have to go back. And my <laughs> husband was like, but you have, like, you're, I'm like, I know, but let me just take the Polaroid because if I don't use it, then I don't use it. It's fine. You know? <laughs> so I feel like. <laughs> <Now> it is. <laughs> well, we, we have to talk about your podcast. Yes. Yeah, you have, I, I forget how many episodes you're on now. Yeah, but you it guys just are blows. like a machine. Yeah. A machine. <laughs> How did how did the whole negative positive things start? Like yeah. I, I don't Give think I the know the actual starting story. story. Yeah. Uh well, I, I guess it's because, you know, when I got back into film or when I was thinking about getting back into film, actually, I hadn't even really made the return to it. Uh, I, I found the FPP. Mm. And oh, then, yeah. Yep. Um, actually, I think I did a Google search for film photography and then I was like, Wait, film photography project? What is this? And mm-hmm. like, uh, I thought there was like some, so it was like some Kickstarter to save film manufacturers. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> but no, uh, but no, I checked out their podcast. I think it was the first time I actually ever like listened to a podcast like a, and uh, was like, looking for something about film and then i believe i found uh, i believe found you guys and sunny 16 i just started listening to all of them and you know i, I know timothy you used it when it came out but anchor kind of oh revolutionized yeah. It, yeah you know that thing was so cool yeah right right and because yeah, i was like because I, I didn't really know much about podcasting i just started listening to them mm-hmm. and uh and but anchor made it so easy, easy and it was free i didn't have to make any investments in in, in uh you know any sort of uh, equipment or anything yep. i just sit here uh, literally where i'm at right now with my phone 
microphone in front of my mouth yeah. and just talking into it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how it started, you know? And um, uh, I just kept putting out uh, way too many episodes, uh, sometimes <laughs> a three, four a week. <laughs> but they, at that time, Anchor was like, fi- like usually it was about a 15 minute, I yeah. think, uh, sort of limitation they mm-hmm. had on it or something. And uh, so it was easy to pop up these little 15 minute short episodes. And I just kept throwing them out there and, and, and so just until something stuck, I think. And that's yeah. kind of how I got started. And now I can't do an episode that's not like uh, longer than two hours. So yeah. I don't know what, where, where I went wrong, but <laughs> but yeah, it's like three hundred and seventy something episodes yeah. now, and uh, it's kind of it's oh. kind of ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> but I love it, you know. I was to say, how did you pick up your co-hosts? How did those guys come become involved? Uh, well, it started with Mr. Andre Dominguez, friend and, of the show, uh, love Andre. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he uh, he was like one of the first people to send me, I think, an anchor call in because that was a thing you could do through oh, the anchor. Oh, oh my god, I yeah, forgot yeah. all about that. Okay, oh. <laughs> yeah, and he, he sent me a call in. I was like, I was like, who's this? Who's this? Who's this kid contacting me? What's, what's this? Who's this Andre Dominguez guy? Uh-huh. You know, and, and uh, so I, I answered his question or something. I think, and that's how. And then he sent me another one like a couple weeks later. I'm like, okay, this guy's going to bother me all the time, isn't he? Like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I actually loved it. I was actually finally getting some interaction, you know. Yeah. And so it's always like when you start a podcast, uh, when you start getting some interaction, realize that people are actually listening it's and crazy. it just blows you away. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And then uh, somehow, I don't know, he, Andre, we started talking on the phone like late at night. And yeah, we just uh, kind of hit it off. And I think I had him on to talk about some uh, something. And then after a while, we just, uh, I, I just decided we talked so much on the phone. I was like, this guy, I'm kind of becoming friends with this dude and he knows a lot about photography yeah. and I'm tired of being the only voice on this show so I started having him on like every once in a while as like a, a co-host and and then I just kind of went from there and yeah just kind of added people that I've met through the community just added Roxanne Angles and then um, uh, Jessica Jones and uh, now we have four wow. uh, people <laughs> so so you only get to hear me 25% of the time now so I think it's, it's better <laughs> that's great what a what a great I mean, all great people too. I mean, I remember when we did the Padilla yeah. in San Clemente, we we met uh, Roxanne yeah. and she's just oh, like, yeah. she's something else, man. Yeah. She's just such like a, I don't want to say free spirit because that's just such mm-hmm. like a common thing to say, but she's just, you know, she's always down to try new things and she's just yeah, in very, it just like us you know what i mean yeah, she's, yeah. Mm-hmm, very enthusiastic i remember we had her on as a guest first uh, and it's kind of the same situation with uh, jess jones we had her on as a guest first and, I, and right after those shows i had i put in the back of my mind like if i ever want another what i like to call co-captain uh yes. <laughs> yes. these two uh, I, I knew after having them on the first time that these are people i would think about having on as an actual host because uh, their enthusiasm and like uh yeah. and and then jessica she just gave me all kinds of crap on the episode that she was on, which I uh, just, I liked her wit and she was, she was able to give me a lot of, a lot, of, a lot of grief and I, I enjoyed that. So, uh, uh, so yeah, the, the, they both have like a, a certain, <laughs> certain thing they bring to the show that I noticed immediately when I had them on the first time, you know, it's just, uh, just, uh, Roxana just being this enthusiastic, mm-hmm. positive force of, of, of nature yeah. and just, just being, uh, kind of the same, but also able to give me a lot of grief. So, uh, <laughs> I love it. I just, and like one more, one more thing I have to say is I just love how every, I mean, I'm sorry, Andre, if you're listening to this, but everybody just <laughs> bags on him and it is so 
fun. Like, <laughs> I couldn't wait to do, like, when I came on the show, it's like, man, I just love that everybody picks on Andre. <laughs> he's a good sport. He's a good sport. He is. He, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, what a sweetheart. Yeah. He, I mean, the thing about it is it's all all done uh, out of love. Everybody loves Andre. Yes. And, uh, and he's, and, but he's so, uh, he, he, he takes a joke so well. And, I mean, I've had episodes where I've said things. I'm like, ooh, man, maybe I shouldn't have said that. But, you know? And uh, I always ask him the next day, say, Andre, was you offended by me? Should I edit that out or something? He's like, oh, no, it's all good, man. You know, so he's yeah, he's just the best. I, I love yeah. that guy. So he's my brother, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Man, what a goof. I haven't seen much him in younger, a while. Much younger brother, though. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> he lives like 15 minutes from me. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So nice. he was, I saw him over the summer. Good kid. Oh, yes. Yeah, kid. totally. Yes. I was going to say, Mike, have you ever done, have you ever dabbled in like shooting professionally or, or has it always been kind of something you keep for yourself, sort of like Timothy? Yeah, I, uh, my my father and I, we went through a phase where uh, we shot some weddings and, and it was mostly, it wasn't like we were out trying to get work. Uh, my, my dad uh, shot photography and, and so that was kind of maybe another reason that, that kind of led me to, to have some interesting because I just always remember him having cameras in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up. And But he uh, kind of started getting some contacts through his work of people that were having weddings. And they were like, hey, we know you do photography. You want to shoot the wedding? So my dad's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it. Me and my son will do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be fine. Awesome. <laughs> So he throws me into this, and I mean, thankfully we didn't charge much because I'm not sure how good of a service we provo- we provided. But 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 uh, yeah, we did like two or three weddings, I think it was. And uh, by the third one, I was like, uh, no, nah, I can't do, I cannot do this. I, I give all the props to people that can do wedding photography because yeah. uh, I can't. It's not for a, me, oh. you know. It's so crazy. Was that where yeah. you shooting just filming those ones or was it? Let's see. That was, um, I think one of them, we both shot film. The The other two, he shot film and I shot digital to cover our, you know, butts. Mm. And uh, so, uh, and, uh, and, and, and I remember being jealous of him after, after those two weddings, cause he didn't have any post-production to do. All he had yep. to do was oh, send him to the right. lab. Oh. And I, <laughs> I spent a, like two days, yeah. uh, in front of Photoshop, like processing these digital files and i was about i was like this I, dad i don't know what you charge or how much money you're giving me out of this deal but it wasn't enough you know, so. <laughs> oh man that's great so that was it you got that was yeah. it yeah after that it was all been uh just you know, documenting my family and just uh the, the attempts of artsy fartsy photography to, to to do it uh at art shows uh next to porta pots outside of a <laughs> backyard of a bar so <laughs> That's great. That's so, great. There's yeah. just something about that, though. Like, I'm such a big fan. Like, I tried. You know, I tried to. At one point, I thought I wanted to be a photographer. I was mm-hmm. working with my uncle, and he has a really, really like prestige, professional working with country music stars and doing all this cool stuff. You know, he was hopping on flights to go here, and, and I'm like, Yeah, that's a dream. Damn. I was like, yeah. We 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 basically grew up as brothers. We're the same age, so it. I was like, Man if he can do it I can definitely do it and <laughs> and then I started to try to do it and I was like man this is not for me at <laughs> all like not at all yeah it's funny you it's it, I, I mean I know that you all have talked about it quite a bit but uh, there is this thing man it's a real danger of taking the love out of something yep. once you try to have to monetize it yep. you know and so it's a real difficult road to travel there yeah mm. I talked to Andre the other night as a matter of fact and of course you know he works 
yeah. all day long and Cinna still. So he has to deal with the host. I mean, he's photography. He's around it all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, if he, he was saying like, if he had to, you know, uh, if his photography outside of working in the business was uh, anything other than just enjoyment, he'd lose his mind, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, which makes sense. Imagine being around it as much as he is. So, yeah. yeah. And he, he but, loves his job. Too. You can oh, yeah. totally tell that he like really enjoys it there. Oh, sure. Yeah. That would be rough if one day he was like, I, I hate, you know, I don't love photography anymore. I, I don't, I don't love Sydney still. I'd be like, what is happening to you? Like, <laughs> right. no, no, Is this no. really Andre? I mean, I just remember like saying when I was doing my anchor thing, I think that's how I found, well, and with this podcast, that's how I found out about Andre. And he yeah. would just, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about his community like he just wanted to learn everything he wanted to talk to everybody i mean he yeah. was helping people with kickstarters and and doing this and doing that and mm-hmm. I, and i remember him always i think it was like instagram or something he'd hop on there and he'd be like hey i'm developing some film tonight does anybody want to just like hop on a phone call you know i like just yeah oh that's one of those things that i just love about this community so yeah. much is is that you know that we can just we could have totally different worlds of lives and all kinds of stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and what brings us together is sitting by the sink developing (laughs) some film and you know it's it's also like i'll never get tired of it talking about it either oh thankfully we have this podcast because i have an outlet but you know any anytime i run into anybody like outside of the community that i know and and you know i'll spend 20 minutes talking about it i'll walk away and be like man that was so fun i like love that like you know right right obviously i i have not uh, grown tired of talking about it either yeah so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's also like you know it, it keeps what keeps me inspired is like talking to other people yeah. who are like you know mm-hmm. doing good work or like doing cool stuff in the community and and it just keeps me my like my creative juices flowing is i attribute to the photography community as a whole sometimes. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel the same way. And 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 it's like I know like uh during like uh, COVID and stuff, I, my photography took a real hit. Oh, and yeah. Mine too. Uh, so yeah. and but I kept doing the but I kept doing the podcast religiligiously. Like I, I hadn't and like we would go to the point where we talk about what we've been up to and I'm like, uh guess what? Yeah. I've been up to nothing. I haven't even picked up a camera in like three months or whatever. But I, I still felt, you know, connected to photography in the community by doing the podcast. So uh, sometimes sometimes like I go we Weeks or months yeah. without shooting anything, but boy, I'm there to do that podcast, and I, and I can talk just as excitedly about photography. Yeah. It's not that I don't have an excitement for it. You know, we just go through ruts, you yeah. know. And uh, I, I've I've gotten to a point where I'm still kind of in a rut, and uh, and because well, I mean, Timothy, you may know uh, you're a musician as well, yeah. so you you know you go through pendulums. The pendulum swings yep. one way or yep. the other. Right now, mine's kind of swung towards music recently, so I, I haven't I've been in a bit of a rut, and uh, but I, I've I've gotten to a point, and I, I hope I've said this on my show, but. Uh, <laughs> Don't I, I, I'm trying to get not beat myself up about it right. anymore because the only you know you don't need to put any pressure on yourself yeah. if you're not feeling it you're not feeling right. it you yeah. just do it when you do feel it and I, I, I for a while I was beating myself up about it I just don't I'm not doing that anymore it it'll come when it when it comes you know and uh, I can't force it you know I, I heard people say oh shoot through ruts you know yeah. just you mm. just you got to shoot through it I'm like yeah. why so I waste a bunch yeah. of film a exactly. bunch of a bunch of crap you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah that's that's very true because I was going through something very similar during. In the, the first stages of the pandemic and shooting through it sometimes works, but mm-hmm. 
like you'll get you'll get like a good shot and be like, oh yeah, okay, I do, I I do love it. But like you said, sometimes you just like waste film, and then you feel worse, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right, right. Yeah. And and you start questioning, am I even am I even good yeah. at this? This is even yeah. what I want to do. Like, what's going on? Yeah. But but when the inspiration starts to come back, kind of organically, like whether it's you know, I get inspired by music, by movies, by other other people's work. You know, when you start feeling that like mojo come back, it's like, all right, I'm back. Like. Like, I, I know that this is yeah. still the thing that's going to sustain me. But you, you're right. You can't put pressure on it because it just sometimes makes it worse, I feel like. Mm-hmm. The whole music mistress thing, though, really kind of threw me through a loop because it it's crazy. You know, I lived in Nashville for like a decade and didn't give <laughs> two craps about playing music anymore. You know, my whole right. early... You know, late teens, yeah. mi- early to mid 20s, I was in bands, we toured, I did the whole rock and roll lifestyle and then just kind of stopped and then found mm-hmm. photography and it just it overwhelmed me and took over my life like music did when I was a kid. And it was awesome. It was like, you know, you just ride or die and you bleed what you love to do. And the COVID, the COVID <laughs> came and I was a late, I was a late depressed person during COVID because at it, 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 the it, the first of it, I had this new lust for life because like I almost died. Right. And then I like came back to life and I was like, this is awesome. And I got a Leica and then I got yeah. another Leica and I was like, dude, nice. shit is so good right now i mean yes the world's falling apart and burning but my photography is is ready to go and then just out of nowhere i felt everybody like that we've interviewed and chris all those conversations we had of i just don't want to shoot i haven't shot a role in forever maybe i'll try this and i actually felt that but at that time i also was like "Ooh, guitars are really cool and yeah. uh, started yeah. getting down that and you know i'm an ex- i'm an extremist when it comes to this stuff i went from like no guitars to now i have 12 guitars and a nice. drum set and i'm just like totally full force and it took me a minute too to kind of forgive myself for giving up not giving up on photography but like taking a break yeah yeah but now you know it's fall things are beautiful i'm like really fired up again about photography which is really cool and i'm glad i took that break because it could have been it could have been bad you know yeah Yeah. it it could have been like maybe i don't maybe i'm not the photography guy you know like i was having those bouts for a minute and it was it was really weird, but thank God for this podcast and and your podcast yeah. and the FPP <laughs> yeah. and and all the YouTubers that I watch and all that stuff. Like because I'm still there, I'm still subscribed, I'm still listening, I'm still bitching about Kodak prices. You know, like it's I'm still here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what it was during uh, the the COVID. Uh, the but, COVID. Because I remember yes. when it when it happened. I remember I, I think that what uh, I work for Ford and Ford Motor Company and like we are, we got uh, the first shot. The major shutdown. Yeah, yeah. I think we got like six weeks off or something like that. And I thought, six weeks? I'm going to get so much photography yeah, done. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be amazing. And, uh, but, but, you know, it was a weird time, man. And I was like, should I even, is it even right for me to go out in public yeah. and shoot, even, mm. even, even if I'm outside? Like, yeah. you know, and so I just kind of hold up here in, in the garage and like set up a recording uh, uh, setup and just started making music. It was just easier to just stay away from people. Right. And, yeah. and uh, so I, it kind of took me down 
back down the music rabbit hole or whatever. And, and like, it's just hard for me to have, be passionate about two different things that yeah, I feel so strongly about right. all Agreed. at one time. So, you know, it's just a, that's a tough thing. Anybody that can do both <laughs> or, or have two passions right. and, 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 and devote that much time, then uh, you, uh, you are a much, much better at time management than I am. So, yeah, I would say come to LA. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, Writer, producer, director. Uh, lit- yeah, I imagine. <laughs> Photographers. <laughs> but then slinging yeah. a full-time job, too. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the crazy that's... part. I, I don't know how mm. we do it, but we do it. <laughs> <laughs> do you have any plans for the podcast for the future? You guys have any spicy stuff going on, or is you just kind of kind of just rolling with how it is? I think we kinda, we're kind of rolling with how it is. Uh, I've always let it. We never really, none of this has ever been planned. Yeah. <laughs> like it oh, just yeah. kind of evolved and I would just, you know, change things as I thought things needed to be changed or, or something would fall in my lap and I'd run with it or whatever. But like, uh, so I, I never really think about where it's going to go. I just let it naturally see what happens, you know, and um, I think, you know, we've tried <laughs> community contests and stuff like that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and some of them have been very successful. Some of them have been, uh, went horribly wrong. Oh. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I'm always a little bit leery about doing it. Plus, like the hard thing about doing like a, a contest or especially if it involves like photography uh, when you have to have an episode where you try to describe photos on an yeah. audio podcast yeah. oh, and yeah. it's just it's, <laughs> it's the worst thing ever you know so uh, so it's kind of sometimes difficult to do that I don't know I think the main thing is uh, we just like to keep having interesting people on and and just see where it goes you know I, I, I do like uh, before we started recording this uh, you, you guys mentioned it, not so much an interview but a conversation yeah. and uh, yeah. that's yeah. the kind of thing I, I, I try kind of vibe I, I try to do uh, uh, one person and kind of, I'm, it was like the biggest compliment uh, early on. Somebody had sent me this message, and I kind of wish. I'm glad they did, but I kind of wish they didn't because now I'm always wondering: Am I still living up to this? Yeah. Uh, this vibe because mm. he because he said, oh, "Mike, I like your podcast because it's it's like just uh, sitting around in a garage drinking some beers, talking about photography." And I was like, "Oh my god, that's exactly yeah, well, yeah. that's actually that's actually what I'm doing." Yeah. I'm actually in my garage <laughs> drinking beer. <laughs> So, and uh, and I was like, but you know, sometimes as I've made changes, I, I look, I think back to that 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 comment that an early listener had sent to me that meant so much to me back then. And I'm like, do, am I still? Does it is it still coming off that way? You know, so I I've, sometimes I have to like reassess if I'm still putting out that. Yeah, the pressure, uh, that, uh, the pressure of it all is hard. I, right, I like right. don't listen to a lot of film photography podcasts because of mm-hmm. that. I don't want to get in my head of like I don't know like. Are we good enough or, you know, are we putting out good enough stuff? You know, I'll right. stick to my murder mystery podcast <laughs> <laughs> just so I don't get too overwhelmed and like start picking at something that has been working for us, you know, because right, I don't like right. make all these changes. Like we should do solo shows too. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> don't make me talk by myself or 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, I would say uh, I I did plenty of solo shows before I started having uh, co-hosts and stuff. And uh, I I, I would say don't do that. I'll never go back and listen to those. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's hard. You guys were killing it with those. But I was like, I can't know how they do it. I just can't. I can't listen to them. I, I, I'm like, someone's asked, somebody would be like, I mean, I remember way back, you know, when you first started, you were talking about this. Like, oh, don't, mm. I, I don't want to hear this. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm cringing, uh, I'm cringing. Oh, stop, stop. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, yeah. I think back of when I was doing like my solo podcast stuff all the time. It's just, it's tough. And I think I was just doing it to talk, just to, just because, you know, you're, you're so excited and so, into it that you just sometimes need to just let it out you know you just need to ramble 
And I don't know. I should give you. I should give you props, Timothy, because I, actually, I remember now thinking back to me starting mine. I had found your podcast. Uh, your we believe in film, right? Oh, and and I found that, and that's actually through that how I, I, how I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor. So uh, so I got to you get the blame for the whole negative process. So, uh, the- <laughs> oh man! I can I get a plaque? Yeah, yeah. I it's my fault. <laughs> No, but I, I, you know, I, I love you guys so much, and I'm, and I'm not just saying that because you're like right here, right now. It's just there's just something about it. It's, it's always really funny, and like I'm a comedy person. Like I love listening to like co- comics and and the funny aspect of things. I love your little like your announcement at the beginning, and just <laughs> it's just like it's a cool idea. Like you guys just have like such a cool, unique thing that that I just really, really appreciate, and I'm, I'm glad you're, you know, three hundred. 170 plus episodes and there's always people we we always get asked too from guests or just friends like man do you think is it too much if i start a podcast are there too many photography podcasts out there and it's like dude everybody's got something Uh that's gonna resonate with somebody else you know it's not i don't know it's just i i I absolutely agree thank thank you for the kind words i I was telling my wife uh uh, when you guys asked me to, to come on, I was like, uh, Saturday, uh, I, I got to do this, this podcast because I've kind of made it now. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to be on analog talk. So, you know, and, uh, so the, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, I've had, uh, actually someone mentioned to me, I, I think the last guest I had on was talking about, I asked him why he started a podcast and he said, Oh, because, well, uh, you told us to Mike early on. I was like, Oh, no, not, not one of those early, early episodes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I do remember, and I've always uh, said this is like, you know, if you if you think you want to do a podcast and about film photography, by all means do it because, you know, I, I think the more voices out there, the better. And yep. because somebody may not like me, mm-hmm. but they'll like you guys. Totally. Or they may not like either of us, but they'll like this guy over yeah. here, this girl over here. And so, like, I think the more voices out there, I don't think there's such thing as oversaturation and in, in a, in a film photography podcast or whatever. Because, uh, you know, the, the more voices, as long as we're keeping people motivated to shoot film. Right. And keeping them, you know, uh, feeling creative in it and uh, inspired, then, uh, you know, if my podcast doesn't do it, maybe somebody else's does. So I think it's always a good thing. Plus, think about any 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 topic. You can look up any topic on a podcast app, and there's like 35 podcasts. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's what that's the the whole amazing thing about podcasting is there's I mean yeah. th- a lot of people make jokes about there's a podcast for everything or whatever, but talk about motivation and learning and all that stuff. It's like. Whether it's a murder mystery podcast or a photography podcast, like they're great. I just started listening to, uh, uh, I think it was a Bill Burr podcast. And, uh, nice. And he, and he said some, some in one of the particular episodes, he was like, uh, I don't know, because it's, he's like, everybody's got a podcast. You know, everybody's yeah, talking yeah, into a mic yeah, nowadays, yeah, you know? Yeah. And uh, so There's it's like kind of an SNL sketch too, where they're talking about like, start a podcast. And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was like Sarah Silverman, I think, something right, like that. Right. I don't know if it was SNL or. Whatever other show, but yeah, I think it was SNL. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have you ever thought about dabbling in YouTube? I, I actually have. I have been thinking. I've thought about it and I've been thinking about it, but I'm not really sure. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm the person for that. Uh, 
So, and, and, and I know that's kind of where the action's going. Like, if you really want to, like, get more following, get more people to, if, if that's what you're into, then th- that's probably the place to go. Uh, I just think that I, I found kind of my thing. I think if I was to do something on YouTube, I would go maybe more in the music vein. Yeah. But, but mm. the last thing we need is another music YouTube channel, <laughs> especially a music gear YouTube channel. Like, I, I, I but there's, there's part of me that kind of wants to start one because I don't know, Timothy, I'm sure you've looked at a lot of music gear YouTube stuff, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> It, it it always drives me crazy. He's like, "Hey man, uh, hey, let me let, let's let's hear uh, what this distortion or this fuzz pedal sounds like." And then they go, "Yeah, oh yeah." And like I'm like, "I can't hear what the pedal sounds like because you're playing 70 billion notes a minute. Like, can you just hit a chord and let me hear what it sounds like?" You know. So. So it sounds like YouTube does need you, Mike. It'll be like three chords in the truth uh, pedal reviews or something like that. (laughs) You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here first. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I've thought about it though, because you know, a lot of times I'm out here in this garage and I'm just looking for something to do other than uh, (laughs) and and I feel like you know maybe there's there's something. And I thought photography wise, but it's a lot of work, man. To to like to do a proper YouTube photography channel, it means you're gonna have to go out and I have to take another camera on my all the other cameras I take anyway to video the, the daggone thing. Yep, so like, yep. yeah, it could be a, uh, but I've thought about it. I don't know. We'll see. You guys, have you guys thought about a YouTube channel? I wish it. Well, see, I know Timothy's done some. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Chris, you've done some too. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, hard. it's the main maintaining the YouTube channel that, yeah. yeah, it's the hard part. But have, yeah, have you thought about one for like the pod, just the podcast? It's hard. Somehow, we or? have, but it's hard mm. because we live like three thousand miles away. Yeah, right. You know, right. I feel like, as I'm sure you probably do with your podcast and stuff, with just like being so separated from your, you know, your creative partners, it makes it hard for. Because I have all these grandiose ideas, as I'm sure the both of you do. You know, all the time I sit and I think, and I'm like, man, if Chris and I just lived 200 miles apart instead of 2000 we could get together you know share a co-op studio do like awesome interviews and film them and because that's like where the real not that we do this for money because we all know there's no money in this you know unless (laughs) you're like joe rogan bill burr or one of these you know mega stars we do this because we love it so much and it would just be so much cooler because i i know chris you get the knee shakes when you think about the padilla recording but like that was i'm a i'm a performer you know what i mean i spent my early years being on a stage and like being a ham that's just me i'm that guy (laughs) that's like boo 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 and you know i just wish we could sit with people and like spend four hours on one episode in a room and take a break and do this and do that yeah and i think there's so much potential there but a youtube channel together too like we've we've tossed ideas around where it's like we can do a split video where we and then it's you think about it it's no fun doing it by yourself yeah yeah it's not i mean other unless you're doing your own thing but that's still kind of hard too like you said you gotta lug a camera around with you everywhere (laughs) and talk into it and you look like an idiot and then like it's it's you know it's just because sometimes i feel self-conscious just just out shooting like why is that guy taking a picture of that that rusty old sign you know yeah and uh (laughs) but then i've got to have a video of me taking the picture of the rusty old sign i guess it just seems very uh i don't know like i feel like i I feel like i'll feel self-conscious that people think that i'm like i think i'm some sort of 
something right. that I'm videoing myself. To, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yes. uh, the, the sort of pretentiousness to it or something. Like, <laughs> well, if you come to LA, it's a lot easier to do that because everybody <laughs> right. is doing that. Yeah. So I, I, I got, right. I got used to it real quick that nobody cares. So they just walk right by. Uh, I'm like, yeah. great. Cause I'm, I don't want to look at that you. Makes sense. Look, at, look at you looking at me do this. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that makes sense. I have to, yeah. Cause in Louisville, it's like, uh, I'm in Louisville, Kentucky and like, I still get like, uh, some, some weird looks when you're like, when you're taking photos, like there's still a little bit of suspicion about what, why uh-huh. is this guy taking photos, you know? And, uh, so it's not, it's not nearly as open-minded on that kind of stuff, I think, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, I keep I keep checking my neighborhood app to see if somebody's like snapped a picture of me like, hey, just in case this guy's been in my backyard guy, alley with guy, a camera. Just wearing, look out for him. This guy wearing all black is. <laughs> yeah, I just I'm like, I know it's going to happen because it's a it's a big difference from walking the streets of Tennessee to being in this small small town but where... you know sometimes you gotta own it you just gotta own it oh i, you can't I let, do i you do know. i try i mean talking to you too mike you gotta <laughs> yeah, just yeah 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 let them look i think it's yeah i i, I tried to, to do that i just think um i don't know maybe um <laughs> maybe it's the way i shoot maybe i maybe i just look creepy when it with a camera or something <laughs> i dude i feel i feel right that. with you on that I, <laughs> and i never did before until moving back here because i wasn't uh, a photographer in pennsylvania like mm. i was uh i used my mom's camera every once in a while type of person but like when yeah. i moved to tennessee i really found myself with photography so then to bring it back here i had all these ideas i was like well maybe moving home's not that bad maybe it'll be kind of cool and i can find something a project out out of it and now i'm just like do i walk down this alley or am i gonna look like a shady <laughs> idiot walking down this alley and it's just it's weird it's weird yeah it is weird it's i, I and honestly i really have only been out a couple times since covid wow oh the covid and uh <laughs> the and, COVID. and uh so i i haven't really been able to get back on that train a little bit and uh, i know the next time i go out which needs to be soon because we got the fall colors going yeah. on right now oh, and all that but yeah uh and i i just know i'm gonna feel a little weird about it man like it, it's gonna yeah, the more you do it the more you get used to it but yeah. it's almost like it's, i almost feel like i'm starting all over again and i'm going to have a little mm. bit of that mm. that uh yep. little just that that weird feeling that people are looking at you you know <laughs> so yeah i know yeah. and it also depends what kind of camera you bring because then people want to talk to you about it you know you know i i've never had that happen and really? I've, I've been waiting for it wow. i've never had the oh man look at that camera is that an old film camera or like they still mm-hmm. make film that they the thing yep. everybody says they still make film yeah. like yep. that you know uh, i've never had that conversation and i think that's why i feel like somehow i'm putting off a creepy vibe no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Speaking of film, I just I just want to ask while the topic is hot still because it's what what do you think about the whole Kodak? You're gonna ask thing? about the Kodak? Oh man! <laughs> I just I want to know because I'm scared that everybody's gonna have their pitchforks and we're gonna lose film because of it. I'm scared. Yeah, I just want to know. I, I've been, I've been, I've thought about it a little bit and I, I thought about whether, you know, it's a, like we have these round table episodes on, on my podcast. Yeah, I thought yeah, that'd be yeah. a, a good hot topic for it or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm a little worried, man. They keep, the way they keep pushing it up, I'm worried they're going to push people out that are just can't afford it anymore, yeah. you know? And I, that does worry me. Uh, for me personally, I, I have a, an entire fridge and 
freezer full of film. I, I'm good for a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, at the Same. rate I'm shooting, I'll be dead before I get through all this oh. stuff, you know. But, <laughs> but, but the, uh, if I had to buy a new film, uh, like I say, like, actually, like, I don't think right now, I don't think I have a single roll of portrait. And like, so if I was going on a family vacation and I knew I was going to take family portraits, I'd, I'd probably, I'd, I'd have to buy me some portrait, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, but I would pay the price, you know, and mm-hmm. I, because I mean, it's not like I don't think this is some evil plan of Kodak's just to it's not. money, money, yeah, money. I, it's I, I not. mean, they just literally are having material issues, right. you know, and like it's everything has went up, and you know they can't lose money on this stuff, you know. So it's like they are a business that's there to make a profit, and if it if it still maintains where they can hold, you know, make uh, sell this film at the price they're asking, then you know I'm just I'm a Kodak fanboy, so I want to buy it, you know. So, <laughs> but you know, but I, I don't like it. I not so much for me. Because at the rate I buy film, it shouldn't hurt me too bad monetarily or whatever. But uh, I do worry. That's my worry is that uh, younger people or people that are, you know, uh, just uh, you know have a really tight budget on, on this kind yeah. of stuff, on their hobbies, uh, that it might push them out. And that's that's the fear, I guess, for mm. everybody, right? Yeah. Mm. Just had me really thinking in the last couple of weeks with everybody <laughs> getting all fired up about it. I just I feel like I, I have to ask everybody I talk to about this just because I, I want to know like where like where the stance is, because it seemed like people I mean, I was seeing people on Twitter being like, well, that's why I'm just not shooting film anymore. And I'm like, yeah. oh, my God, like right. I could I couldn't imagine like not shooting film anymore. If like, I'm not shooting film, chances are I've given up photography. I've, exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. Kind yeah. of where I would be with it. So, I, I mean, do you guys feel like if film went away, would you just okay? I'll just shoot digital. Would you do it? Because I kind of wonder if I would. I mean, you know? and again, I'm not trying to jump on the digital thing, but you know, but <laughs> I think I would because I it's photography is more. It's the it's the as a whole versus just. I think the film photography part of it energizes me more. But mm-hmm. you know, I do get joy out of shooting digital too. You know, it's the creating mm. creating images is what it is for me. Um, yeah. I would be very sad, <laughs> very very sad, and I'd have to like figure out different ways to get inspired. You know, when when I was shooting digital, you know, I, I did a lot of work in the studios, considered like a like a strobist. You know, so I did a lot yeah. with, with lighting, mm-hmm. which I don't do that much with. And I haven't, I don't think I've ever shot in the studio with film. No, I haven't. Mm. So it's like you find different ways to stay inspired. I feel like we just have to work harder, maybe. But create, yeah, it's creating the image that is the the thing for me. You know. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe I would, sh- mm. I would, I would, I would shoot, uh, but I, it would probably be not as much. One thing that uh, kind of on that whole film price thing that you know, I've t- I talked with Andre quite a bit about the the industry yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. And, you know, I, I think one thing we got to be careful of, I know, uh, oh, Kodak's raising their film prices. I'll never buy a Kodak yeah, again. I'll just go with these guys. Yeah. And like, well, I mean, everything is so interconnected and they're all sharing so many manufacturers, yeah, the same yeah. materials. Like if one major player goes, it's 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 a domino effect, right, man. And it right. can really hurt the entire thing. Yeah. So we mm. we need all these people to stay in business. Right. Like, because right. it's they're all really way more interconnected than, than probably most of us can imagine. And, you know, one player major player falls then it can have a big ripple effect so you gotta be careful about throwing pitchforks at one brand saying uh they can go they can go to hell i'll go over here and get these and support these guys you know it's not it's not really quite like it was you know when the the film manufacturers are more uh uh, i guess separate you know uh or just uh, no boy self-contained i guess no no boycotts no boycotts right right (laughs) i just don't know if i would go back to digital 
and like it's not like a I hate digital thing. I I kind of look at it like there's painters who use like acrylic and then there's painters who use oil. Say they are they can't make oil paints anymore and I'm an oil painter. I don't cuz it's such a different, you know, that's your your tool. That's what you've spent your time and your your life crafting the tool. I mean, yes, I would probably buy a camera, a nice digital camera and figure out how to use it properly and but I don't think I would feel the same about it. And yeah. I mean, I fell in love with photography with a digital camera, so it's possible. I just never have luck when I try to shoot digital. Like, I just mm-hmm. don't ever have luck. No matter what my mind is like, I can take three of this, I'm going to overprocess it, and then hate it. So maybe it's just a, a relearning thing. I, I don't think, know. I, I think it is. I think, you, I think if you focus on the image, like I said. Yeah. You know, because I, I remember I... I Right before I got back into shooting, because I learned on film, and then the digital wave happened. And before I got into film, I took a trip, my first trip out to LA, and I created this whole blog post, and all that stuff was digital, you know? It was all digital, but I was proud of it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I was definitely proud of stuff, too, that I've taken digitally, yeah. Yeah, I think, honestly, I do remember, uh, like, (laughs) sometimes uh, I look back at some of the digital shots, the early digital dark ages of mine, (laughs) my my early digital dark ages, (laughs) and and I'm like, ooh, that's, that's bad. And then, but there there was, you know, I mean, I I did, I didn't, I did have some bangers. Yeah, totally. (laughs) But but, uh, I will say this, though, if, if film was to go away, I'm going to have to find some way to hacksaw off the – I have a Hoga with a magic lens, and I've got to get that lens off there to put on a digital <laughs> camera somehow because I can't live without that lens. Yeah. I have like the best – I have the best oh. Hoga that's ever been manufactured, so uh. – <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a bunch of hacks of like that too. Like, <laughs> right, you know, right. if we if we had to. Yeah, ho- hopefully I never have to hack all right, that, right. uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that, that Hoga lens off. <laughs> we'll be right back with a listener question from Mike right after this message from our sponsor. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Just wanted to pop in and let you guys know about our Patreon-only Develop and Hang Nights. We've done a bunch already. They're a ton of fun. Patreon is the best way to help support the show. If it sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. Thanks, guys. All right, guys. This is the part of the show where we take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Robert Lanez. And he asks, do you wish someone made a APS Holga? <laughs> well, first of all, I love Robert Lanez. Uh, he's been a, a very good uh, friend of my show as yeah. well. So uh, uh, just a great dude. But, uh, but well, I mean, we all know uh, the APS, uh, about the APS revival. It's the hottest trend in film photography. It's <laughs> taken over the world by storm. It is. Uh, <laughs> How are the prices? Everyone knows How's that. How's the prices? <laughs> the prices are actually the reason I, uh, I, I shot APS back in the 90s. And uh, back when I was, I was just dating my wife at the time and uh, I bought like an APS camera because we were getting engaged and there was going to be a honeymoon yeah. and I needed, I needed a good camera, right? Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so, 
<laughs> so I went to the went to the camera store, and I should have brought my dad with me, and he'd have been like, "No, Mike, you don't want this garbage. Yeah. You want a thirty five millimeter SLR." You, yeah, you know? and yeah. Uh, so I go to the camera store. I'm looking to get like just a. I wanted a point shoot. I didn't, I, you know, I was going to be on a honey. I didn't want to learn photography and all this yeah, stuff. And, yeah. and it's just a snapshot camera. And uh, so, oh, we got this new stuff. It's called Vanced Photo System. I was like, mm-hmm. ooh, ooh, what is what is what, that? Vanced? What do we what do we got going on here? You know, and, uh, and so <laughs> they sell it. me this little Kodak Advanced uh, Photo System camera. It's like, yo, you got three different for, uh, formats, the size of the frames, and, yeah. and, and, and and I was like, ooh, this is oh, this is everything. This is the future of photography. You know, and uh, and but one thing I did like about it was you got the film back in the cartridge, yeah. so yeah. you didn't have like those. You didn't you know when you used to get uh, prints from the drugstore back then, and they they came in a little paper envelope, and you opened it up, and all the all the negatives would fall out on yeah. the floor everywhere, yeah. and yeah. all that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but this came back in the cartridge, and I was like, "Oh, this would be so much easier to store the negatives." Because uh-huh. my yeah. dad was always big about Mike. You keep your negatives, man. That's you always keep your negatives, <laughs> and uh, so because that's the photographer in him or whatever. So I was like, "Oh, this would be easy. I just throw these in a little box, and I'm you know it's easy to store." Yep. So yeah. Anyway, to get all this, as I started the, uh, doing the podcast and back into film photography, big heavy, I was like. It's like, I wonder what APS is doing now. Like, I wonder what the film's like. And I looked on that and you were getting, at that time, you could get uh, APS, of course, obviously expired, like a dollar a roll. Mm-hmm. And you, uh-huh. could get a, you could get an APS SLR, an SLR from Nikon uh, for like uh, $15. It was in mint it's condition. So I was crazy. Like, yeah. I was like, oh man, I, I got to I gotta go relive my 90s, man. The 90s is my decade. I got to go back <laughs> go back in time and do some APS. And then, then I realized that, you know, it was the hottest trend in film photography and uh, all the cool kids were doing it. So, uh, but, but as far as the APS Hoga, I would be all about it because, uh, uh, uh I, uh, I think, uh, Hoga is that's that, you know, we were talking about going out with too many cameras. Yeah. Uh, I have to take it back. There's always three because I got to have a black and white, uh, a color film camera yeah. and I got to have my Hoga. I cannot go without, out without it because I, I'm lucky enough to have a, a Hoga with a, what I call a magic lens. It's like mm. the perfect Hoga lens. It's like perfectly vignetted cool. and like soft on the edge, but really super sharp in the center. So like, and, and some of them just, I just got lucky, you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you give me a, uh, maybe a, you know, maybe if, uh, uh, no, I would never hack the lens off that to, to put on an APS camera. So I, <laughs> so I <guess laughs> no, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's so true about Holgas, though. It's they are so hit or miss. You could have yeah, 10 yeah. of them, and one I had two at one point. There was a Facebook post on Marketplace one time, and it was like five packs of film, the Holga, the flash set, and all this stuff. So I bought it, it was like 40 bucks or something. I bought it and I gave that one to my stepdad and then he got a magical lens one. Mine's mm. good, but his mm. is like mm. when you think of a Holga, you know, it's all creamy on the outside, yeah. silhouette. Mm, yeah. And I'm just yeah. like Damn it! I can't the, the, believe the, I gave I, I you that. that. I think that the thing is like it's it's usually you gotta if you can get one it has the the out you almost always they almost always have the right look on the outside of the frame yes. but you gotta you gotta have one that's sharp in the center so it has mm-hmm. something to concentrate on yep, you know yep. and uh, uh, mine happens to do that. I, it turns out you have to get one of those made on a Wednesday apparently. Oh, is that so, what it is? Yeah. Okay, no, that's it. Yeah, yeah I'm you're gonna have to out, look. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully the eBay sellers are mentioning that. In oh, the, yeah. In the, yeah. Look in the yeah. description. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, good answer. Man. That was a great question, yeah, Robert. I love it. Yeah, APS, man. I don't know how many times I've been on eBay. I've been like, oh, this contacts is we have such a good price. I'm like, oh, right? it's APS. No. <laughs> I'll tell you There's what, either. Dan Rubin shoots an APS contacts all the time. He talks oh, about yeah. it. Yeah. Was I mean, it the, the, it's like the ticks, the TIX or something? Yeah. Or yes. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's even a there's even a, a there's a Leica APS oh, camera as well. My believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure it's still fifteen hundred dollars. Amazing. Oh man. Okay. Give him the tough ones. Yeah, Chris. Mike. We got to hit you with the with what you've been sweating over this uh, oh. this question. What is your all time favorite camera? Your Desert Island. You're stranded. You only take one camera. What would it be and why? Uh, well, yeah, I, I really wanted to because I don't know that anyone has said this on your show. Maybe, Ooh. but uh, I was I've, I kind of just want to go my magic lens Hoga because I, I know that yeah. you know, probably no one's awesome, ever though. ever uh, thrown out Hoga as their. Uh, but I will say, and and honestly, I would I would have to somehow sneak that. I, I really I really hardly ever go out shooting without that camera because it, mm. it just I've gotten strangely some of my favorite shots have been taken on this little lowly Hoga or whatever. But I will say uh, just to get sentimental, I guess. The K1000, mm-hmm. even though it's not my best camera and not even yeah. my favorite camera, it's the camera I learned on. Yeah. Uh, my dad passed away this last year and uh, I inherited man. that camera yeah. from him. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, but I inherited that camera from him and it's still like mint condition to show him wow. how much my dad thought about it. So, I mean, it's the one thing like I knew that uh, I always wanted to have in my dad's, right. you know, and so I have it now and so there's no way I could ever part with it. So, yep. if, uh, I'm, I'm, if I'm on a plane, I'm going down, I'm going to be on yeah. a desert island somewhere, <laughs> a deserted, deserted island somewhere, uh, that thing is, I'm going, uh, it's going down with me. I, it's like, it's the only, it's the only sentimental right. camera I think I have, you know. So I think it would be my dad's K one thousand actually, and um, so and the thing will last forever. You oh can't, yeah, you can't and you don't them, need so. a battery. Yeah, no, right, perfect. Right. Camera. Yeah, perfect. Camera. Yeah, and it's not my not my favorite camera by far, but but it's uh yeah you can't beat that uh, kind of like it's a family. It's, I guess it's a family heirloom. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm sure I'll pass it down to my my sons. Oh, so yeah, I love that. But, mm. Yeah, that that's not about the shutter on the K one thousand. I really like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a good, good feeling, you know. Good feeling shutters click is important. <laughs> yeah, good yep. crunchy. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> okay, part two. Is there any cameras Ugh. you're currently lusting after? Anything you want? You got your eyes on your white whale. This one, uh, I actually thought about. You know, I've listened to your all's podcast. I, I know, I know, the, I know what kind of games you all play. I knew, I knew, these, I knew, these, I knew these questions were coming. <laughs> <laughs> you're Sorry. not gonna put me on the. You're not put me on the hot seat. I know where <laughs> I know what I'm in for. And uh, but but uh, I did think about this one for a long time because honestly, uh, and it's a it's a wonderful place to be. Is I haven't really been lusting after any cameras for quite some time, and mm. it's probably because I, my bases are kind of covered, and also because last year I've been lusting after guitars. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, kinda, that's I nice that. to switch at least. <laughs> right, right. But I will say this: um, I do own uh, one Leica and. Uh, uh, it's the Leica R8, and it's the Ooh. SLR. Oh, and, and, dude, sick and, uh, camera. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it because yeah. I'm not much of a rangefinder guy. So uh, at least I didn't think I, I – I don't think I am at this point. But as my eyes are getting a little worse, I kind of think maybe uh, that rangefinders are in my future probably. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but so I have this Leica R8, and uh, it was actually gifted to me by a listener, which is the most amazing thing wow. I could ever imagine. Amazing. Like I, I just – on my porch one day was a body R8 body. So I, wow. I just – 
they they wanted to stay uh, 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 under the radar. Didn't yeah yeah anonymous. Yeah, That's yeah yeah, yeah. and uh, unbelievable. So anyway, so I get this camera. It's like a camera I've been lusting after forever, and and I find out that oh, Leica people actually don't like these. Yeah. And I, <laughs> <laughs> the black sheep. I mean, some some do, but it's kind of you know it's it's a different looking SLR. Totally. If you haven't seen an R eight, it's um, some people called it like the the humpback of Germany or, or, or something, something like that. It or, is. It is. It's it a, a weird, yeah, it's a yeah. weird one. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But it, but I have like long skinny tentacle finger hands and like it fits my hands really well. I could see how somebody with small hands would be like, what is, what in the world did they do here? But, <laughs> uh, but, but because it's the ugly duckling, uh, I thought, well, if I'm going to think of a white whale camera, I'll think of another like, you know, cause I mean, that's mm. the only thing I could even possibly think that I, I would be a white whale that maybe I'll never get or whatever. But, would like to one of these days. So what would fit, what would match my R8? What's the other ugly duckling? What's the other Leica that people, uh, you know, and I'm going to go Leica M5. Ah, oh, yeah. 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 Because <laughs> then I would have two of the uh, uh, two Leicas <laughs> that the Leica fanboys uh, kind of crap on the most. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so yeah. funny. Somebody recommended that, that to me when I was like, seriously, cons- you know, before I got my M4, I was like, what about an M5? And I was like, what's the M5? And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it whines on the bottom. Yeah, it's, it's such like, a weird. Uh, camera. Yeah. I wish I jumped on it sooner because there was a time when they were because uh, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh-huh. they've they've skyrocketed sure. too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but there was a time you could get those a little cheaper because of it. And yep. I just think of just I would love to go around a bunch of like a fanboys and just be rocking the R8 and an M5 and be like, <laughs> yeah, everything about this. You know? <laughs> That's hysterical. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Such a good answer. Yeah, great answer, Mike. That's funny. Yeah. Are there any other <laughs> questions we have for Mike? I think that's it. Yeah, I this has we, been a, this a, good, a good one. This is a good hang, Mike. We appreciate it, like we said. Oh, I, I thank you guys. Yeah. Uh, seriously, from, from the bottom of my heart, man, it's been a real pleasure and a, a real honor. And I, I mean that, too. So, yeah, it's just been a, a, a good time. Uh, love talking with you guys. Awesome. Where can everybody check out you, the podcast, all your things? Where are you at? Well, uh, my on Instagram, the, my, for my photography, would be at uh, guttermanphoto, and and then um, the, the podcast is the Negative Positives Film Photography Podcast, and it's on all your podcast catchers. We also have an Instagram account for that. That's Negative Positives, and uh, yeah, come check it out if you haven't already. And uh, there's an ep- there's an episode buried deep in the in the bowels somewhere with uh, Timothy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you can check that out. But uh, yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'll put a I'll put a link for that in the in the there you go. Shout yourself out. Too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, where can everybody find you, guys? I'm on. Instagram. It's at Timothy Makeups. Uh, I also have a Twitter under the same handle. He's back on Twitter, guys. He's back on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have some YouTube videos, uh, older stuff that I recorded a while back. Easiest way to find those, go to the search bar, type in Timothy Makeups. That's going to be it for me. Chris, where are you? So I am Crispy Photo on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We're Analog Talk Pod on Twitter and Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. And we have a Facebook group and a page if you're still in the Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we're there. Yeah, we're there. All right, Mike, this, this has been awesome. great. Thank you again. Oh, thank you all. Everybody stay positive and shoot some cool film photos. Yeah. Love, yeah. <laughs> Love it. Bye. Bye. First off, Chris and I would like to thank Mike, Mr. Mike Gutterman, for coming on the show. This is a long time coming. We had a ton of fun. It was great getting to catch up and hang out and talk shop and just get your backstory, how you got into photography, hearing all about the Negative Positives podcast. Just a ton of fun. Thanks again, Mike. It was great. And guys, that's going to take us to Patreon. For only a buck, you can get the show two days early and ad-free. 
We're also doing our develop and hang nights over there. If it sounds like something you're interested in, head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. As said before, it is the best way to help support the show. And for the patrons who already help support the show, we do not know what we would do without you. Thank you so much, guys. That's going to be it for this week's episode. So until next week, keep shooting. We love you guys, and we'll see you next week. Later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.